Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, August 3rd, 2023. Glad to have you with us this morning. Got a good show for you today on this Thursday. Coming up about a half hour away from right now from Sound Off. We will get through we will get through a whole bunch of what's going on in the world of news with the Sound Off. Sound clips getting you going today. Uh, we are going to be giving away a little bit later today. A little bit later today, we're going to be giving away some tickets to see Hamilton. Which I believe starts today at the Lead Center. I thought it actually started it start right last, last night. Might have started last night. Yeah, that you might be right. Last night, I think there's a matinee today. I saw some then... folks trying to uh, trying to get over there yesterday. Okay, so got started yesterday. I had my second and my third mixed around, but they'll get going. So we've got some tickets for you to see it. I believe our tickets are a week from Sunday night. If you want to go see it, so that would be August thirteenth. 7 p.m. show. So we'll give away tickets to that. Uh, We also have tickets to train that we will uh, maybe be giving away, too, as part of Ticket Thursday as well. So that's coming up at 710 this morning. We'll count down the five things that you're talking about today with your morning drive. And then uh, during the 8 o'clock hour, we have Robin and Dave in the Grow Lincoln team. And they have a food-only report for us today. It is 100% restaurant-related today. So... And they've got quite a bit of information that I see on their prep sheet here. So keep them out of the March Munch Madness realm. That's right. So they'll put, they'll, put them in their place. Now. They'll get in here at eight ten this morning, and they'll share some of that with uh, with us as well. Caleb and I will have the latest on Nebraska football training camp, fall camp uh, at eight thirty five this morning. So that's what we've got coming up here this morning. Guys, I've been I've been tracking this story out of uh, out of Omaha a little bit because it sounds like something that would happen in Lincoln that has not happened in Lincoln, thankfully. But it sounds like something that would happen in Lincoln. Have you been following Mountain Lion Gate in Omaha at all? A little bit, yeah. There's just a loose mountain lion, right? There's a, there is that, a, that's as much as I know about. I it. assume it is one mountain lion. Oh, but I mean, I I guess that's the assumption. It could be more than that. This week, if you missed it. You had two mountain lion sightings last week in southwest Omaha, and now they have had, this week, a third mountain lion sighting uh, out there. So they they had, the first sighting was early in the morning near I-80 and Q Street. They had another one uh, a couple of days later, four days later, at 525 near I-80 and Mockingbird Drive, which is kind of in that same area as well. Then on Sunday, they were called out to Zorinsky Lake Park after someone said they saw it near the park's football field that were there. Um, and now they have had yet another one in the report. And uh, this was at uh, Omaha Apartments Tuesday night. So they had that. Um, and that was at a place called Aspen parking lots there and again kind of by the interstate once again and there's video you can see i saw uh, channel six has actual video of it just walking around the parking lot there early in the morning and it's big it's definitely big now i've run i have now multiple times in my own neighborhood not confronted but seen 
coyotes slash coyotes, how you prefer to say it. I've seen coyotes walking around my own neighborhood, and they're not, I mean, sure, they're big, but they're not huge. Like, they aren't, whoa, that's that's terrifyingly huge. It just it just kind of takes you by surprise. It looks to me like this mountain lion is is a decent amount bigger than that from the video oh, that yeah, I'm absolutely. that I'm that I'm looking at here that they've got there. So you've got all these people who have jeez, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the video now. That would freak me out a little bit. That would freak me out more than the coyotes have for sure. Well, yeah, and they can be a lot meaner. They're a lot stronger. Yeah, the I females mean, can go up to about 100, 105 pounds of males, hundred thirty five hundred to seventy five. Yeah, so I mean they can do some damage. So, again, this is in Omaha. There have not been reports of this in Lincoln. And, of course, over the years, there have been reports throughout the state on on these sorts of things. And, in fact, it, one, year, one year kind of we're talking about seven or so years ago. But some of you who are close legislator followers may may remember Ernie Chambers standing up for mountain lions and the whole battle on the floor of the legislature about the mountain lions and what you can do to defend yourself against mountain lions. And then, of course, that then turned in. I think the the indirect, maybe the direct result of that was the license plates that have mountain lions on them now that people like to uh, yeah. like to have. I, was, I think that was part and parcel of that whole discussion. When, so. by, the, by the way, mountain lions can be known by other names, too. Uh, uh, cougars? Uh, Umas. Uh, panthers. Uh, cougar, I think, is something else. Oh, is it? A pan? You call that a panther? Yep. Really? Or a puma. Okay, I thought it was the same. I guess I thought it was a, cougar was the thing that you would yeah, call it. But, yeah, 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 cougar. Yeah, cougar you're right. Cougar okay. is, yeah. Also a catamount. Yes. That is, uh, that's a mascot for, I believe, Virginia Commonwealth University. The catamount, I believe. Look at you go. So. By the interstate, so I don't just just something to be aware. Nebraska, excuse me, Lincoln seems to have more uh, more animal Thunderdome than Omaha tends to have for whatever reason. It just seems like to me. So, Vermont, I think it would be oh Vermont, not VCU. Man, You're close VCU. They're they're the Rams. I don't know why. Same time zone. Yeah, it starts with a V. Same time zone. Vermont <laughs> VCU. Same time zone. Yeah, exactly. So I just something to think through. If uh, if it would ever happen here, be ready. Well, be it, could, it ready. could very well happen. Here. It very well. I mean, again, I'm kind of surprised right. it hasn't. The way that the way, I, listen, it could Mark, be here and just not seen you. I'll tell you what, Mark. I'm up to almost just for the last two weeks, but I'm up to almost Fox sightings fifty percent of my mornings now. It's it's almost every day. It's every other day. I haven't seen lately. one since I. Met that one in our parking lot. I, I a few weeks ago. Two of the last three days, I've seen them. Really, seen foxes crossing the street, walking around. One of them had something in his mouth. I don't know what it was, um, but yeah, it's that's completely become the norm here in Lincoln. So, and I'm, I, animal with, with that, there's a lot less rabbits running around. Yeah, I don't. Uh, all I know is my mom and uh, my my wife are were upset earlier this summer about the rabbits getting into the perennials that they had planted in their flower beds. So, and, and then a few days later, after they did that, we saw on a Sunday morning coming back from church, we saw a coyote walking right through everyone's front yards. And I was like, well, you got, you got that guy around maybe helping out the situation uh, or the, or the foxes as well. 
So, and I, I don't know whether you've noticed, but there haven't been near as many Canadian geese walking up and down uh, South Seven. You know what? Now that you mention it, you're right. I have. I just thought that was the time of year. Well, that that's part of it, but there's still a few around, I'm sure. Yeah, Saint. Whether yeah, you're right. Um, the 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 big areas where that happens is around Saint Elizabeth, and then the other area is uh, Pine Lake and Fifty Six by that pond that they have out there at Campbell's Nursery. Those are the two big areas where they're completely jam up the street and cause a problem. It's been a while. You're right. It's been a while since that's been an issue. I've seen them there on 70th near Holmes Lake, too. Oh, over by Holmes Lake as well. Yeah, Yeah. they like to go up on the golf course and eat that fine grass. Well, I think think that's where all the the coyotes and foxes are primarily coming from or spending a lot of time, at least, there. So... That may have impacted that. Anyway, uh, aside from Animal Thunderdome happening over there in, in Omaha, what else do we have going on here this morning, Mark? Well, Lancaster County Super Fair opens today. Hey! And, and they run. Man, uh, they are excited about the weather here. Yeah. I bet the uh, the people who count the dough at the County Super Fair are, at least. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, general admission tickets, so for 12 and under, now free. So right. maybe not quite as uh, big a gate. But, uh, yeah, that opens... Uh, more air-conditioned buildings and and more buildings that uh, you can get out of the rain if it does rain. So that um, that it's been the last few years. This is kind of actually when I've taken my vacation during the year. It's always when the county super fair is is starting up, and the thing runs it runs like two weeks, doesn't it? Ten usually days. ten, ten days. days. Yep. It's it's a long time, but in those ten days, Mark, they may not feel ninety degrees that entire time. It's pretty unusual. It's crazy, including including a high in the mid seventies on Sunday. Hello, didn't I see a low in the upper fifties? I saw one. I don't see it now, but I did too. Right now, they have Sunday uh, Sunday's low and Monday's low both at sixty one. So yeah, within a give or take a degree or or two here, but in the fifties would be would be very nice, very nice. All right, what else we have going on? Uh, kind of a strange story out of uh, the southern part of the city. Out about 35th and Saltillo Road, there was a, a um, what do they call them, an NGO, non-governmental organization that deals with the immigration issues. Contacted the Sheriff's Department earlier this week and about uh, a 17-year-old girl being abused. And they ended up arresting, I believe he was a 35-year-old, a 34-year-old, who had arranged for a transport, he was an illegal uh, alien, arranged for transportation of a 17-year-old from Guatemala, and she had been abused, sexually abused, uh, forced to work to pay the transportation fees, uh, hadn't eaten in five oh, days. And so he was arrested, and uh, he's in custody on that. Okay. So, you know, kind of a strange story, but this immigration issue hitting very, very, very close to home now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, glad they glad they made an arrest there because that sounds horrendous. And, what's happening and, to someone? And the other thing that came up yesterday, and I know we've talked about the Opportunity Scholarships Act and the petition initiative yes. to, to decline. To oh say, yeah, I heard you reporting on this. Well, uh, there've been, uh, of course, we've had the reports about uh, whether the petition uh, circulators have been telling the truth or not, or whether it's confusing and, and getting people. To sign the petition, well, there's some people that signed the petition that ended up finding out different things, and one of their name removed from the petition. So and they, they can do that. They can do that. There is a process through the election commissioner's office. Okay. So, 
Now, I wonder if the reason that happened was because they intended, there were two things you could sign, and they intended to sign something else, but they instead signed the wrong one, or if it's because they signed and then had buyer's remorse after they found out what right. they signed. It Does, doesn't really matter which one it is, but they, they can still do it either way. They can do it. Okay. So. They can they can still take care of that. I, I guess uh, the election commissioner's office got several calls. So, hey, make uh, good time for a little public service announcement from us. Yes, know what you're signing. <laughs> yeah, right? know and, what you're signing and for know, sure, and know what the core uh, issue is. Right. Don't necessarily take the word of the slogan that the, of the T-shirt that is being worn. Correct. Right. The Correct. T-shirt is designed to oversimplify the uh, the policy in your own head. Because I guarantee we all agree on what the T-shirt says for every petition gathering, uh, for every petition gathering effort in history. Every single one. It's like, uh, it's like uh, if you like puppies, you're going to want to sign this. Yep. You Basically. Wanna, if you want a digital ID, sign so, this one. There you go. I'm not going to have to do any of those creative you know, bullcrap logos on my T-shirts. It's going to be like, you want digital? You want a digital driver's license? Sign this. That's digital, it. Digital ID and DL. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make it happen. Come on, legislature. Don't make me do the. Don't make me embarrass you with a petition drive on this. Why couldn't they just have a national uh, uh, effort? Because these states have to meet these national standards for driver's licenses so that they can be used. Because the states still issue the driver's license. Right, but why couldn't the um, national say, you know, in 2025, uh, you must have a digital option? I suppose maybe they could. They, I mean, they could have to. I mean, I think it's in the state's discretion, but they probably tie. Because, yeah, you're right. They have other standards that go along with it, don't right. they? Yeah, maybe. Maybe so, that's how that will actually happen. So. But I just prefer our legislature, you know just get moving with this thing and make it happen so well let's uh, let's get a hold of uh, some of our lincoln legislators and see if who, we which legislator do we think wants to carry this <laughs> let's see um here. i would think probably uh the youngest member or one of the youngest members so i'd say uh i don't uh, even know who the youngest member would be of the well, lincoln delegation Ballard, probably all right bo if you're listening digital ids we want it right it'll be a victory for you be a victory for you uh, a nonpartisan victory for you as well, which are, which are rare to get these days. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a whole bunch of Iowa and Iowa State athletes who were using their betting app that they were able to use in Iowa, either uh-huh. under their own name or their mom's name or their, or their sibling's name, and betting on sports while they were playing college sports, which is a no-no, and one of them happened to transfer to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And the university, I guess, found out that this was an issue after they had already left to Spain with said player. Well, uh, Hoiberg said they actually found out after he had signed that there was a potential issue, but they didn't know that it was a legal issue until Wednesday. They thought it would be just an NCAA issue. Correct. And it becomes a potential legal issue. The, 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 betting, the act of betting on the games could cost you your eligibility. Mm-hmm. The act of faking someone else's identity, a family member, a sibling, a parent, someone else completely different, so that you can get in there and it looks like the other person is doing it, Mm -hmm. that could be something that would actually run afoul of the law. Correct. And being 
and especially if you're using someone else's identity to to place those wagers because you are not of the legal betting age. Yes, that, another, that, yes. That, that's one of the the other issues that's come up. Yes. Um, and so Aaron Euless, the former Iowa point guard who had already left for Spain, um, is now uh, been charged with tampering with records related to illegal sports betting at those points. Seven different people who have been this. The accusation is he used his older brother's identity to get into FanDuel. So tampering with records, that can be just like deleting text messages, right? I think it's just accusing him of using someone else's name. Just using name. someone else's name. I think name. that's what okay. the charge is. It's, when I first heard that, I thought it was like messing with the investigation. I don't think that's what it is. Okay. I think it's just using brother's name okay. on that, which is considered tampering or defined as tampering on that. But 1,850 mobile or online ranges, wagers, wages of a total of over $34,000. So... 740 of which were before he turned 21. So we'll see what happens with that and several other Iowa and Iowa State players as well. 625 on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, and don't forget, we are going to be playing our Ticket Thursday games at 710. Today at stake, a pair of tickets to see Hamilton Hot Tickets. I'm going to guess you can't get a pair of tickets right now where uh, where the tickets are, are located that we're going to be giving away for next Sunday night. So a week from Sunday, as in August 13th. So if you'd like to go see Hamilton Sunday night at the Lead Center, the 13th, then uh, be listening. And we are going to play What is LNK Today with Jack and Friends Thinking Of. And uh, because of the historical nature of the musical Hamilton, we are going to go with a little U.S. History, U.S. history related. What is LNK today with Jack and friends thinking of? So, best of luck for that. Be listening for your cue to call coming up in about a half hour from right now. And then the other thing I want to mention is tomorrow is Request Line Friday, and I want to make sure everyone knows what we're doing for Request Line Friday. Uh, we are uh, we're inspired by the boxing match on Saturday night featuring Omaha's Bud Crawford when he walked in the ring with rapper Eminem. And so we are asking you, were you walking into the ring for a boxing match or walking into some other event that you needed to perform at a high level? 
what artist are you walking with while their song plays? He walked with Eminem. He played Lose Yourself by Eminem. You get a song, and you also get the artist, living or dead, uh, or if it's a whole band, I guess you can have the whole band walk in with you as well. Maybe, hypothetically, they're even playing the song or performing the song behind you while you walk in. Eminem wasn't really doing that, but it is kind of like that. Then you yeah. can, uh, we want to know which what that song would be to get you in the right mind frame and also to have a cool spectacle when that happens. And uh, Caleb informs me that we've had a lot of good creative requests so far with this one. So I'm really looking forward to see what you guys all do with this one. You can text in that song and artist right now all the way through tomorrow morning to 402-479-1400. And we'll roll that out tomorrow with our combination of music and talk radio that you didn't know you needed. Another edition of Request Line Friday and the remaining Request Line Fridays are starting to uh, become fewer and far between as we will be shifting over to the Friday Husker tailgate once football season gets started. So I think that's all the announcements that I've got on the docket for now. Let's get into our sound off. Yet another arraignment today for Donald Trump, this one coming this afternoon in Washington, D.C. Here's a preview. President Trump and his attorneys are warning of the potential bias a Washington, D.C. jury could have against him. Trump taking to his truth social, writing, quote, the latest fake case brought by crooked Joe Biden and deranged Jack Smith will hopefully be moved to an impartial venue, such as the politically unbiased nearby state of West Virginia. Impossible to get a fair trial in Washington. D.C. Meanwhile, we're learning more about the six co-conspirators listed in the former president's indictment brought by special counsel Jack Smith. A lawyer for attorney John Eastman tells Fox News he believes Eastman is co-conspirator number two. A memo cited in the indictment claims Eastman's legal memos to former President Trump contributed to his alleged attempt to overthrow the 2020 election. All right. Uh, moving it to West Virginia would be interesting. <laughs> Not, yeah, I'd be mean, not quite sure what the theory where venue is appropriate there, but nonetheless, um, interesting decision. But yes, they'll have it, it. We're kind of we've been through this rigmarole before, so we kind of know how today goes from what we've seen with the other ones. It may be a little bit different, but my guess is it's a it's a fairly quick deal. Once again, uh, they'll sneak him in the back way, and they'll they'll go through. He'll plead not guilty. They'll schedule another hearing date, poop, and you'll be out of there. And they'll cover it like it's the like it's the OJ chase. Oh yeah, on on the cable news. They'll start once he leaves Bedminster. <laughs> they're gonna have a helicopter following him the entire way. Which what is the point of that exactly? <laughs> if you're watching, normally if you have a helicopter following a car going down the freeway. It's because it's one of those police chases in California mm-hmm. that come up, and you know at any moment something crazy could happen, and for better or for worse, people want to see it. Or it's the the OJ situation where you have no idea where he's going with this. This is just a this is just a motorcade driving to the courthouse. I mean, I don't know that we need I don't know that we need the visual creating especially when we've seen it seen it twice before and it was it was uh something but yeah it is uh building up yeah you're right creating creating content and probably going to get to see it a third time or a fourth time i should say uh if he gets indicted in georgia as well which may be a little bit trickier drive to be honest to get through atlanta and get there 
So anyway, that is uh, that's happening. I believe uh, I believe it's at uh, either two or three o'clock this afternoon that that hearing is going to happen. All right, other things going on now. Aside from the legal troubles, uh, the president is having. He also the former president is having. He also makes needs to make a decision about whether or not to be in these debates. And he keeps saying the same thing. He keeps saying, I think it might be, this is me paraphrasing a bit, but not that much. I think it might be stupid for me to do these debates because I've got such a lead, but I'm not ruling it out. And so I don't know. You, I mean, it's, it's kind of his classic way of teasing something forward without giving an answer to it. So everyone wants to know what the answer is and kind of building the drama around what the decision is. I can't imagine in the end, even though I think I kind of agree with him, that it would be better for him if he didn't do it. I don't think he can stay away, right? No, he. It. I, and, I, and, and, and I know he skipped one. said he'd get it. He wants to be there. Although he did. I mean, to be fair, during twenty was it twenty sixteen? He skipped. Um, he skipped one of the primary debates, as I recall, and had a competing event with it. You remember that? Mm. He had a, like a some kind of a fundraiser instead of that. So it's not that he won't, but still, I think. But you were kind of already had had several of them. I just would be surprised if he stays away from this one. But we'll see. You never, you never know. And it won't be long after that first one, guys. That there is a second debate scheduled, and we now know what the candidates have to do to qualify to be in the second debate. And it's not quite as easy as the first debate. Right now, it's 1% in three national polls, then it goes to 3% in two national polls. And the small dollar fundraising from unique donors goes from 40000 to 50000 We should be stepping up the criteria. Once you get on that debate stage and you get in front of the American people, if you're not having momentum, if you're not showing growth in your campaign, then that's a problem. Okay, so this to, to, if you didn't hear that, candidates are going to need to hit at least 3% in two national polls or 3% in one national poll and 3% in two polls conducted, conducted from separate early nominating states, which include Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. Now, I don't know who would get in, who would get in based on that state qualification there. You may be, that probably is the easier way to get in, but I I don't know how many people would be on the stage with that, to be honest. Yeah. It would be, I mean, obviously Trump, DeSantis, I think Haley. But I think that's what they're um, trying to do. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not even, I'm not even sure, but I feel like it's not going to be whittled down that much by September. September is still early. These things completely change. Much later than that, with primaries, the people that you think are the front runners quickly are not the front runners. And then the donors thing, if you miss that, they've got to have 50,000 unique donors with at least 200 of them from 20 states or territories. And they've got up until 48 hours before the debate. The debate, by the way, is scheduled September 27th. I think that also came out just recently, September 27th, and it's going to be in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. That's where that will be. So you got basically one per month here for those for those first two months, and then we'll see what happens after that. If you're big on debate watching, it won't be long that we are going to be into debating season. 
Uh, all right, international news. Let's see, do I need to get another one of these first here? Yeah, inter- international news here out of Canada. Uh, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, and his wife have made an announcement they are separating uh, while he is while he is still in office. A little bit more on that. In similar posts, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie announced they were separating. Trudeau said the decision was made after many meaningful and difficult conversations, but that they remain a close family. The two have been married for 18 years and have three children together. Trudeau had written loving posts to Sophie in April on her birthday and in May on Mother's Day. But last year, Sophie had written a social media post on their wedding anniversary saying they'd been through sunny days and heavy storms and that long relationships are challenging. The prime minister's office says they've signed a legal agreement making the separation official, but that the family is still expected to go on vacation together next week. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. All right. So in the in the. In the middle of actually having the job, they make that announcement that they are separating, which I don't know if that in I don't know if that means something different in Canada than it does in and I don't mean legally, but just right. in terms of potential of it still working out or if that means kind of more like what it does in the United States. Um but yeah, having that whole thing play out. And I think they've got three kids between about nine and fifteen uh that they've got as well. So the United States has only had two presidents. I'm never, never while in office, but uh, ever been divorced. Reagan and Trump are the only divorced presidents, I believe, um, that there that there have been, which is kind of amazing if you if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. That's the latest. And no, no rumor. If you want to go down, if you really want to go down a conspiracy theory hole, that is one I don't think is true, but it's still sort of fascinating. Um, there are all these conspiracy theorists that they think Justin Trudeau is the son of Fidel Castro. That is, yeah, that, that his mom, his mom was, his mom had kind of a wild, a wild, uh, late teens and early twenties. And, and there's, there's some theories that are put together again. I think they're, they're probably a little bit dubious, but her background alone is worth reading a little bit if you haven't. She was like 20 years younger than dad, and it was quite, it's quite a story. Anyway, what other things do we have going on here that we want to talk about here? This is interesting. If you are hoping to get one of these new drugs that are used either off-label or primarily for weight loss that people are seeing a lot of success with, uh, the Ozempics and the WeGovies of the world, better check your insurance because sometimes it is covered, sometimes it's not covered, but if it is, you may have an employer or an insurance group that is going to try and get it not covered anymore because they're taking it in the shorts for these things. <laughs> Popular weight loss treatments Ozempic and Wegovy can cost more than $1,300 a month. The Wall Street Journal says some employers are now cutting off insurance coverage because of the expense. The University of Texas system saw its spending on the drugs more than triple in the past year and a half to about $5 million a month. It will no longer cover Wegovy and Sexenda in its health plan's effective September. September 1st. Ascension Healthcare, which covers patients in several states, stopped covering anti-obesity drugs in July. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. So unless unless the market changes and these things get more affordable, uh, or insurance ends up changing changing their mind in some of these cases, or people are lucky and they do have an insurance plan that covers it, you're really going to have to be 
pretty wealthy to get these things yeah. and use them for the off-label reason. Yeah. Now, you may still be able to get them, if you're diabetic, you may still be able to get some of these and use them for the primary purpose, and the insurance might still cover that, but this is really going to become, which is it's kind of how it started, too. It's really going to be a drug of the rich and famous f- for this sort of thing. And, like, it's a legit question. I don't know a ton about it, but... How much of a real game changer is this in terms of obesity in the United States? I, I know there are people who are probably saying, well, it's a, you know, it's a shortcut and it's not, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing it. But like also though, if it's, if it A truly works and B also doesn't have any truly serious health side effects, right. I think it's got short term side effects like stomach stuff. Yeah. But if it truly is, doesn't have anything long term, like this should be huge, right? You would this think? should be huge in this country, given all that we hear about mm-hmm. health problems that go along with obesity as well. So, interesting deal there. Uh, let's jump in to a couple other here, a couple other here before we call this good. This is interesting. So the Taylor Swift World Tour rolls on. Huge concerts coming into these cities, making a huge economic impact. Fans going berserk. Oh, the is so this about the bonus? Money. Uh, no, but you oh. might have to tell me about this. This is actually about in L.A. where she's going to next in a city where you have hotel workers unions that are striking and the hotel workers unions are saying, hey, if you come in here, you're going to be putting so much cash in hotel man- management's pockets. So we are asking you, Taylor Swift, to postpone your concert in solidarity with the unions. California Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis joining dozens of state and local politicians signing an open letter to Taylor Swift urging her to postpone her Los Angeles concerts in solidarity with striking hotel workers. Explaining her era's tour makes the region's hotels money with some doubling and tripling what they charge while hotel workers are fighting for a living wage. Contracts between more than 60 hotels and Unite Here Local 11, the union representing roughly 30,000 hotel workers, expired last month. The union calling for better wages and benefits. Swift is set to perform six sold-out shows at L.A. County's SoFi Stadium starting this week. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. All right, so I don't know that it's gotten to a point of a strike yet, but it's mm-hmm. the, it's they're obviously having collective bargaining differences right now in this whole thing. Right. That said... Uh, I don't know what Taylor's concert with the, you know, I don't know what Taylor's contract, I should say, with the venues, right, with everything, what that looks like. I don't, is there an out for standing in solidarity with hotel unions? Mm-hmm. I kind of doubt it. There's probably an act of God out and that sort of thing and for the health of, if she's got health issues and those sorts of things. Yeah. And are they reaching out to, to just Taylor Swift or is it to everyone else who's bringing in... Well, yeah, you've got to imagine in L.A. there's 20 huge concerts every night. Yeah. One with it. But Taylor's is, I mean, Taylor's is the one that is moving the needle economically for these cities. <laughs> for the nation. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's that It's that big. I mean, it's crazy. Well, and it, it's bringing in enough money, and this, this is what I, I, I thought the clip was going towards. I hadn't known about the, the hotel and the, 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 the disagreements with their workers there, but uh, Taylor has apparently given her the staff and everyone working on her tour totaling more than 55 million dollars she's just given back to like as bonuses on wow. top of everything they were paying they she has 
truckers on her tour, every one of them got a $100,000 bonus. Nice. Very nice. My goodness. Um, that's crazy. So with this, uh, this tour, by the way, this tour goes on. It goes international next into next year, going to Tokyo and Singapore and France and Sweden. Um, so this goes way into, into next year that they're, they're going to have these as well on this, this same tour. So God, the amount, I mean, if you're talking that kind of money, I mean, not that she needed the money anyway, but the right. kind of dough she is raking in with this tour is just insane. It's just crazy with this whole thing. So, yeah, they start they start concerts after LA. They start going in uh, Mexico City, Mexico, starting in late August, and then they're all over Brazil again. Brazil, they take a break for the holidays, and then Japan, Australia, uh, Singapore, France, Sweden, Portugal, uh, UK, lots of shows in the UK, Ireland, Amsterdam, Switzerland, Italy, Germany, and so on, so on and so forth. Um, all right, let's let's do one more. Let's do one more here. We got another recall. We got another recall. Now, uh, luckily, I guess, it's not Trader Joe's putting rocks in your cookies <laughs> yeah. or whatever or, or bugs in your, your stuff, but it is something you might be more likely to have in your cupboards. You might want to check this out. Frito-Lay is recalling some 7,000 bags of Doritos nacho cheese-flavored chips because of allergy concerns. The 1-ounce and 14.5-ounce bags with a guaranteed fresh date of September 26th of this year were distributed at retail stores and other outlets in Pennsylvania. The chips may contain undeclared soy and wheat ingredients from spicy sweet chili tortilla chips. The Food and Drug Administration says consumers with an allergy or severe sensitivity to wheat or soy should discard the product immediately. Officials also say no allergic reactions have been reported. Lillian Wu, Fox right. News. That's actually something we should check at my household. One ounce, I assume that's the one that comes in the fun packs, mm-hmm. big boxes. So check it out if that's something that might be concerning you for that date. All right, 655, we'll take a break. We'll hear from the Capital Humane Society next on KLIN. When you same on Friday for the Channel 8 Similar Team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, and time to check in with Matt Metcharl from Capital Humane Society. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Let's talk about the pets that you're featuring this week. What do we have? So first off, we have Sharpay, and she's not a Sharpay. She's actually <laughs> an English bulldog, but she's about three years old. Spade female, and she's brindle with white, weighs about 37 pounds, and surprisingly, she came in as a lost dog, and nobody came looking for her, but very easy to handle. She's kind of a couch potato, so uh, if you're looking for a napping buddy, she's definitely nice. going to be your be your dog, but also done really well in the playgroups at the shelter. She's just really mellow and laid back and just enjoys the company of other dogs. All right, very good. What else we got? And then we got Grimson. So Grimson's about one to two years old. He's a domestic short-haired neutered male, and he's solid black in color. And uh, kind of a big boy, weighs in at 14 pounds, but he came in as a lost cat and wasn't claimed. But last week he went a little viral. Uh, we learned that he knows how to open doors at the shelter. <laughs> so uh, okay. staff would come in in the morning, and uh, some of the doors would be open, and Grimson would be wandering around, and uh, we actually uh, caught him in the act last week, uh, jumping up and opening his doors. So so he's kind of famous, uh, so if you're looking for a 
kind of uh, too smart for his own good cat, Grimson's your guy. All right, very good. And people can check out Capital Humane Society. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And if lights are on, if you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 72 degrees in the capital city, and it is Ticket Thursday. On the line, a pair of tickets to see Hamilton on the Sunday night show, a week from this Sunday. That's the 13th of August, 2023, in the evening. A lot of people want these tickets because they are tough to get right now, especially at this point. If you want to sit a little bit lower, if you want to get a pair, if you want those sorts of things, it's a little bit more difficult right now. So you want to win this game. How do you win this game? Well, first of all, you get in on the phone lines. We've got three people so far. As people drop off, you can jump in. And then you've got to figure out which U.S. president we are thinking of. Given the focus on U.S. history in the musical Hamilton, we have thought of a United States president. May or may not be involved in the era of Hamilton. Um, And... We are asking you to guess that. The way that you do that, you get asked one question to narrow it down however you would like to. And then after you do that, you can make your guess accordingly. And if you don't get it, maybe you help the people after you. Maybe you'll get another chance later. But we will go until we have got a winner. So 402-479-1400. Let's get going with the guesses. Mike, you were caller four. You got first shot at this thing. Every president ever. Can you guess the one that we are thinking of? Ever? I mean, history of the world. Yeah, I mean, in the the history of the United States. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Was this president a Democrat? Was this president a Democrat? No, this president was not a Democrat. Uh, well, how about Abe Lincoln then? Is it Abe Lincoln? That would have been way too obvious. No, not Abe Lincoln. Not a Lincoln. Good try, though. 402-479-1400. That does open a lineup. All right, Scott's next. Let's see if he can uh, narrow this down a little bit more. Scott, what's your question for us today? Uh, was he one of the first 10 presidents of the United States? He was not one of the first good 10 question. presidents of the United States. It's a good question, though. Yes. How about uh, Taft? Was it Taft? Was not Taft. Try again. 402-479-1400. Now i got to make sure I know what number my president is. 
I already looked it up. Okay, I good, was thinking know, that all right, already. All right, good. I didn't know off the top of my head. Uh, I knew some other things, but not that. All right, 402-479-1400. Matt is the third caller. We've already narrowed it down a decent Hello. amount. Not a Republican and not yes, one of the first ten. Listen. All right, Matt, what's your uh, what's your guess? What's your question here, I should say? What's your yes-no question? Um, Let's go with, uh, was he in the 1800s? Was he, was he, what, do you mean, was he a president in the 1800s? President in the 1800s, yes. Was he a president in the 1800s? No, he was not. Okay. But that's a good question. That really narrows it down well. So I'm going to go somewhere early in the 1900s, and let's go with Teddy Roosevelt. Is it Teddy Roosevelt? No, it's not. I'm over here freaking out the way you answered that question, too. The way that I answered it? Just because just cause I know you and I know the way you're like, wait, 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 wait. I just wanted to, I'm afraid I'll say something wrong. I, I didn't want, I, yeah, I see what you mean. In the questions that I asked, I know. You got to be, you got to be precise with the answers and the information here on what are we thinking of. All right, John is next, 402-479-1400. Once a line opens up for you, we're playing for tickets to see Hamilton a week from Sunday night. We are asking you to guess the U.S. president we are thinking of. All right, John, what's the yes-no question for us? Was he a president before 1950? Yes, he was a president before 1950. We're really getting lasered in here, aren't we? Go Franklin Roosevelt. Is it Franklin Roosevelt? No. (laughs) All right, 402-479-1400. We're getting close, aren't we? Kristen is next. Going to try and get those tickets to Hamilton. All right, Kristen, what's your question about the president that we are thinking of? Yes, was the president reelected was the president reelected no. no president was not reelected okay was it herbert hoover was it herbert is Ho- it herbert is it herbert hoover <laughs> no it's not the president was not reelected 402-479-1400 all right, back to the phones. What president are we thinking of? This is for tickets to see Hamilton a week from Sunday night at the Lead Center, right here in good old Lincoln, Nebraska. All right, Ben, are you going to do this? What question do you have? Yes or no? Ben, are you there? Ben? Aaron? Yeah, are you there? Aaron is here. Oh, Aaron, I'm sorry. Oh, oh sorry. It sounded like Ben. Sorry, we, didn't, we had your name typed wrong. Uh, Aaron, sorry about that. Aaron, what's your uh, what's your question about the president we're trying to think of? Um, was he in the thirties? Was, was he a president in the thirties? President in the 1930s. He was not, he was not. Hmm. Wilson? Is it Wilson? No, it's not. I can't believe we've gone this long, Caleb. I cannot believe. I'm assuming people have their list of presidents up right now. I just, I assume. If you're not, I applaud the way you're playing the game. But I just have to assume right now that's what most people are doing. Yeah. This guy's going to end it, though, I have a feeling. That Paul has come to finish this thing up. All right, that Paul. You've got a lot of info right now. I think you're going to do you this. Think, you think I could do this, but I'm just going to run with... Uh... An obscure question. Let's uh, test your knowledge. Oh, geez. 
Did this president serve in the military in the First World War? Did this person f- no. in the military in the First year- World War? Are you sure of that, Caleb? I'm just looking at the things that he did around that time. You would think they would mention it if he did. <laughs> um Okay, so we are going to we are going to say no on that one. We are going to say no on that one. So your guess? Then it's one of two. Uh, My second favorite president, Warren G. Harding. Is it Warren G. Harding? No, no. By the way, if you just- are we sure? Are we sure he wasn't in the in the world? No, he wasn't. No, no. I just I just don't want to. I don't want to. I want to make sure we didn't mess that up. I want to make a hundred percent sure because people get very testy about this. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen. We are thinking of a president. We have really narrowed it down. We are really pinpointing a specific period of time right now. Also, remember, not a Republican. Or not a, no, Democrat, not a Democrat. Not a Democrat. I said that backwards. Not a Democrat. I think we've narrowed it down. Okay. I, I think it's got to be over at this point, right? This is ba- the, Based on all the clues. This is the right caller, right? This should be the winner, shouldn't it? It should. Oh, just uh, This person, John, lucked out with timing, I would think. We'll see if he can uh, maximize it. Morning, John. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. You have a, a question? Uh, is his initial CC? Is this our, is his initial CC? Yeah, well, good, good. T- technically, no. <laughs> he goes by his middle name. Oh, okay. The initials well, we are using. Uh, yeah. The initials we are using for the purposes of this game are CC. Correct. Let's go with Calvin Coolidge. Is it Calvin Coolidge? Yes, it is. Congratulations, John. You are our winner. You did it. You're going to see Hamilton a week and a half from right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy the show. Hang tight and let me get your information. Now, a couple of things I got I have to clarify. One of the questions was was he reelected? He did serve parts of two terms, but you'll remember, well you won't remember unless you're you're a lot older than I am. Uh but you may remember from your history class that he took over for Warren G. Harding when Warren G. Harding died of a heart attack on a West Coast speaking tour. And Calvin Coolidge then took over. Actually, it's kind of an, kind of an interesting story about the whole thing about Calvin Coolidge taking over. He was the vice president for, for Warren G. Harding. August 2, 1923. By the way, a hundred years ago yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. Uh, that was not on purpose. A hundred years ago yesterday, Harding died from a heart attack in San Francisco. He's on a speaking tour of the Western United States. Coolidge is back in Vermont visiting the fam while he's vice president. And they don't have electricity. They don't have a telephone, right? They don't have the internet. They don't have X to let them know what's happening out in San Francisco. And so they have to have a messenger bring word to them that the president, President Harding, has died. And this is in the the middle of the night that they got there and brought them this actual message. So Calvin Coolidge gets dressed, says a prayer, comes downstairs, and he's got reporters there already. He's got reporters. 
His dad is a notary public and a justice of the peace. And so he has dad wow. administer the oath of office in the family's parlor under the light of a kerosene camp, uh, glamp, I should say, at that point at 2.47 in the morning on, get this, August 3rd, 1923, 100 years ago today. That's not why we picked it. It is not why we picked it. <laughs> and then you know what he did? He went back to bed. He was like, you know what? Now that he's that's like, taken he's care like, of. It's 247. What am I going to do now? I, I right? can't lay out my first 100 days, guys. How, how, do, you, how do you go back to sleep? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to ask. <laughs> like, I like it. Like, my dog started barking this morning at 3 in the morning, and it woke me up. Uh, and my, if my wife hears that, she's going to be like, I'm the one who went downstairs, which she was. She was the one who went downstairs and dealt with him. I was ready to go back to sleep, though. I had no idea, no interest in getting up. If someone wakes me up, lets me know I am now the president, I talk to reporters, my dad administers to me the oath of office. I got fully dressed. Ain't, I got fully dressed. Ain't no way I'm going back to sleep. You have got to really be able... <laughs> you have really got to be able to compartmentalize the stresses in your life if you're able to go back to sleep after that. He comes back to Washington the next day, gets officially sworn in by uh, Justice Holing of the Supreme Court of the District of Columbia to forestall any questions about the authority of his dad to administer a federal oath. That actually was a secret until it was revealed a few years later, and then he starts, he's the president. Now, the question is, was he reelected? He was elected for the first time two years later. Yeah. He, he was not re-elected, and so I had to parse, parse words a little bit on that one just to make sure people know that we answered that question correctly. He took office not by being elected, but by ascending to the presidency by virtue of the president's death. He then was elected as president for the first time two years later for that. And then he only served for one term. He decided, listen listen to this quote. I read this a little bit later to Jamie, uh, or to, uh, to, to Jamie, I'm reading. Sorry, I'm reading. Wow, I'm reading. I'm reading while I'm talking here at this point <laughs> to to Caleb, uh, and he said afterwards, he said uh, ten years. He goes, so if I take another term, I'll be in the White House till 1933. Ten years in Washington is any long is longer than any other man has had it. Too long. In his memoirs, Coolidge explained his decision not to run. The presidential office takes a heavy toll on those who occupy it and those who are dear to them. While we should not refuse to spend and be spent in the service of our country, it is hazardous to attempt what we feel is beyond our strength to accomplish. Well, how interesting is that advice today, given all everything? Well, and and you look at when he ended up dying less than four years later. Yes. Yeah, he yeah, you're you're exactly right. Yes, he he returned back to Vermont, uh, wrote his memoirs there. Republicans kept the White House. Herbert Hoover won it. Uh Coolidge was reluctant to endorse Hoover. This is history repeating itself, is it not? Uh Coolidge had been reluctant to endorse Hoover at that point. 
Uh, on one occasion, he remarked that for six years, that man has given me unsolicited advice, all of it bad. <laughs> Even so, Coolidge had no desire to split the party by publicly opposing the nomination of the popular commerce secretary. And then, yeah, you're you're right. He uh, he then passed away suddenly from coronary thrombosis on January 5, 1933, at the age of 60. He said shortly before that to an old friend, I fit. I feel I no longer fit with these times. The 1930s are too crazy and modern for Calvin Coolidge at age 58, 59. We've got disagreements with our definition of re-elected. <sighs> elected means elected a second time, right? At, to the office. That's how I view it. I would say that would be re-elected, right? Could also be interpreted as elected to further to a further term. I would say the dictionary definition, if we're parsing this word in court, Someone to be re-elected, it means something happens twice, and it repeats. Merriam-Webster says, to elect for another term in office. That's a crappy definition. Sorry, Merriam-Webster. 726. I stand by it. I stand by it. 726. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving to a time-saver traffic, I'm Chris Lofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KMIN. All right, let's get them counted down for The Morning Drive today, starting with number five. Just a few minutes ago, we got a news release from the mayor's office. Uh, Ooh. She, uh, I mean, literally within the last 10 minutes, uh, she's proposing a mid-biennium budget adjustment that would provide a property tax rate cut that, you know, that's in the uh, levy. Really? Huh. But, and also, but also increase the uh, spending. She says it's vital investments in growing a safe and successful community. Now, the public hearing on it will be Monday, August 14th. Council will vote on it on August 21st. Uh, the tax rate cut would lower the tax levy $6 million, but there'd be about $8 million in new investments. So they're asking for $8 million, reducing the levy by $6 million. Uh, quite a list of things that they want to invest in. They say uh, operational improvements. I think the tax levy drop is like uh, $6 million. Six percent or so. Like 
So I, I literally just started to. Yeah, we just we, we just this just came in, so we're kind of working through it here at this point. First of all, though, so these are mid biennium adjustments. So this is not a year that you had to have a new budget, correct? Correct, because they now do biennium budgets. So this is in the middle of the current one. This is normally the type the season that we've got this here, and the headline is probably the property tax rate cut. Now, I'll say it before anybody else has to. Yep. Your taxes are not Value, Valuations have gone up significantly, including on my own home. And so valuation increase plus a levy decrease. While the levy decrease will hopefully mitigate anything that happened with evaluation, it still could be, it still could be, I suppose, a net raise. Depending on what happened with your valuation, it could be a net loss. Oh, oh no, it it's, would be. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be determined by exactly what the valuation increase was. Yeah, what the final... Uh, Evaluation. Yeah, it's yep. so it, it's going to be different for people depending on because that's the formula that goes into right. figuring out the property tax. Obviously, is the valuation of the house times the rate, the levy right. rate but that goes re- into it. Remember so. the of your property tax, the city is only about something like twenty percent of that total. Schools are part of it. A yes. lot of taxing in it. The the reduction that the that she's proposing is one point seven six cents per one hundred dollars of valuation. So okay. That, that amounts to a 6.9% reduction. Now, they give the number out lowering the city tax levy by a total of $6 million. I wonder exactly what that $6 million is and how it relates to valuation increases. Uh, exactly. Is that $6 million based on... Does that mean applying this rate to last year's valuations? Would net a $6 million decrease? Or is it... Or, or I guess maybe it means it's it, it reduces at six million if you applied it to the current value. I believe that's the way. That's it, that's probably what it would be. They're working on the estimates so far of the new valuations. They should get the certified numbers here in a few days. Thirty-one point two nine three cents to twenty-nine point five three three cents. They want another uh, one point eight six million for public safety, uh, parks and rec, one hundred and forty thousand, health department. Um, hundred and seventy thousand. Startran four hundred and twelve thousand. Economic Vitality one hundred and fifty-eight thousand. That would be in a downtown business improvement district. Uh, neighborhood and family supports. Uh, this goes uh, to aquatic staff pay rate adjustments. Two hundred fifty-five thousand and uh, infrastructure. That's that's just operational infrastructure. There's another million for public safety. That would be associated with uh, relocating some LFR facilities. And okay. Some, um, like I said, this this hit literally. Yeah. About sports time. Right. So we'll. Uh, yeah. It, uh, one of the other things that they've got in there is a pay rate uh, for lifeguards to get the public pools. Yeah. They staffed just, fully yeah. next summer. So it's, uh, it's it's worth taking a look at again, as Mark said, just kind of came in. But those are the headlines we'll, right now are those increases and then the tax levy decrease that would come along with that. We'll get and, the, uh, the story posted here probably in the eight, 8 o'clock hour when Tom gets in. And then there is more information on the city budget at finance.lincoln.ne.gov. All right. It, I mean, I mean, one, uh, just pointing out the math is important just so you've got to fix just so nobody has a a uh, false sense of excitement about what's going to happen with their property taxes if they're not going to be going down. But 
it is very different. I should I will say this too. I mean, remember in when these budgets would come out during the Beitler administration, it was always every single time a, a budget came out, it was a question of are tax rates going up? Are they staying the same? Are they going up? Are they staying the same? In part because of the valuations, right. at least you've been able to bring them the the yep. the levy down multiple right. times, and it's just a it's a totally different world. The valuations are yep. different too. But. Semantics go like this, and if you want to just make it simple, the tax rate is going down, but your taxes at the total amount you pay are going up, depending on your valuation. Again, if well, your valuation didn't go up, it's not. But right. my, mine went way up, so but yeah, mine will happen, on but. on average. On, on average, it's a twenty-two percent increase. Okay, yeah, on average. So it it just kind of depends which what happened. I mean, if your house got crappier over the year, over the years, <laughs> you, you may have you may have lost value, and your rates are going down. Bad news: you live in a crappy house. Good news: your rates are going or, down, or you were overvalued Number, before. Yeah. Number four. You know the bold uh, Lincoln Bold project down yeah. there, Ninth and P. Melicar. There was a lot of there was some controversy about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they actually got the Melicars uh, taken out in June, I believe, May or June. I don't even know if I've driven by that since I, that happened. I did a couple of weeks ago, and it's kind of unusual just to see a blank lot. Yeah, but I bet it is. They had a lot of remediation that they had to do because of the fuel tanks and sure. get those out of there and get the dirt out and all the dirt put in, but. Uh, maybe uh, a revision in that project a little bit. Uh, old Nebraska, old Nebraska, Lincoln. That's, Bold. Yeah, that's very different. Speaking yes. of remediations, when there's oil in the ground. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Freudian uh, uh, slip, I guess. Um, Steve Glenn, a member of the team developing Lincoln Bold, says uh, they are developing some contingency plans, and I think part of it is the increase in uh, interest rates and some other issues. Uh, Journal Stars got the uh, complete update story from I don't even Pat. It's Pat San, Pat Sangimino, and uh, yeah, and, and and it's interesting because it does. It's not quite clear what those contingency plans are. I I assume it's got to do with making the project smaller. Is my guess that would you know if the prices have gone up substantially? Yes, right. I mean that's so. Whether that's I don't know if that's taken off floors or what what that might be exactly, but. Wouldn't that be some? Wouldn't that be something if this is not nearly as significant a project after all of the acrimony about this thing? When yep. there was the discussion about what to do with this, yep. and who knows? But like you said, interest rates going up um, means the cost of projects like this are are definitely going up. To building materials going up as well, labor. all of those things, labor, labor costs, labor going up as as well. So. I guess wait and see. And they're also working on a report, too, on that environmental situation. Yeah, that, that, that's fairly significant. When you when you remove a fuel station, there's a lot of uh, things that you have to go through to make sure that that is uh, safe. Yeah. So we're gonna. it's going to be a while till we know exactly. That's going to take, a, it sounds like they're expecting that to take till at least the end of the year. And then, and then we're going to have to, it's given some time to figure out what they want to do. But it may be an adjustment from what was said initially. So may not be, maybe that means it's not as visible on the Lincoln skyline. Maybe it means they change other things. We'll see. Number three. Seven people are charged with tampering with records related to illegal sports betting at the University of Iowa and at Iowa State. 
Well, one of them has now shown up in Nebraska. Yeah, I think you guys talked a little bit about this earlier, but uh, this is a, a big story. We talked quite a bit about it earlier in the week, and now it's right here in UNL. So Aaron Eulis is the point guard who transferred from Iowa to Nebraska. He was named as one of the people who was facing potential criminal charges. Actually facing criminal charges. Now, the act of, if you're of age, the act of betting while you're a college sports player is not in itself a crime. You can jeopardize your eligibility. If you falsify who you are through the betting service, that would potentially run afoul yes. of of criminal law in the state and that would include using the identity of one of your parents using the identity of a sibling using the identity of anybody who is not you to either gain access when you're underage or to shield that it's actually you that's doing doing the gambling on this thing and those are the people who are You've got a lot of people who are caught up on this, but not all of them changed the name or did it under someone else. They're the ones who are getting the interest of of prosecutors more than just the NCAA on this. Right. Now, yeah, so that's really on the the legal side. On the NCAA side, for what this means for Ulysses at Nebraska right now, he is is in Spain with the team on their trip. He has not played in either of their games. They've been holding him out of those, so he's a non-participant there. Now, with the NCAA, when it does come to sports wagering, it's they, they updated it here in the last couple of years. It depends on the amount wagered for how much eligibility you'll lose. Where he's at, he is well past the threshold that it is now NCAA discretion for how much he loses. Because it there, there, there are certain levels, but it's anything above 800 becomes the NCAA then getting to decide how much of not just a season, but seasons, you now lose an eligibility. I believe, I believe there's also an escalator if you if you bet on your own team. Uh, yeah, so betting on your own team becomes an immediate loss of all eligibility. And it's unclear from the reports I've seen, and tell me if you know more than this, it was mentioned that, that Euless bet allegedly bet on University of Iowa in athletics, but it yeah. doesn't specify if that was their his actual team, which I would think would be a notable distinction that, that in is. terms of figuring out the yeah, eligibility. It's, he 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 wagered allegedly wagered on Iowa athletics, not necessarily Iowa men's basketball. Now he was one that wagered on NCAA basketball and football, so other college games uh, that. That he would have, obviously, if you're a college basketball player, you have an intimate knowledge of kind of how good other teams are right. that, that you've been scouting. So there's there's all of that comes into it. But from what I know so far, he has not, he, he did not wager on his own team like we have seen some of the others that have come out of this pro. Some of the football players. For, uh, for yeah. Iowa State and Iowa. That's what we know so far. And, and, and we got to move on, but it does get to the... I mean, there are people who are saying, well, doesn't this happen in a lot of places? And I'm sure it is to some degree, but it's happening with offshore sports books mm-hmm. if it's happening. Um, and it's probably less easy to track. Your people aren't getting caught as much doing it. But the additional thing I'll say is, and you and I have both seen what it looks like in Iowa and just how easy it is mm-hmm. to do it. 
I'm sure there's more doing it there just because of access, because of marketing, because everyone around them is doing it, because they've got other classmates who aren't athletes who are doing it as well. And it's just, it's so easy. Yeah. It's so incredibly easy to do, convenient, in the palm of your hand, and the amount of things that are available. You can bet, you can watch a basketball game, an NBA basketball game, and just have new things to bet every second mm-hmm. on that thing. This is the positive part where Nebraska has has not ventured into the mobile gaming to where you have yeah. to go in person. Now, you can find ways around that. You can have a proxy. You you can go find ways to still make right. your wagers. Or like I said, you can go do, use you an, use an offshore right. one. But, but if, if you're a college athlete, the best thing you could do right now is just stay completely away from any of it. Yeah. And it's going to be a cautionary tale, but I think there's a lot of schools, especially in states where they've legalized this, that are saying, oh, man, do we have this, too? Mm-hmm. And what's this going to cost our players? Number two. Online discount retailer Overstock.com is now Bed Bath & Beyond. But no more stores and no more discount Oh, products. so they just bought the brand and they're yep. going to they're gonna throw their products on their website. I would imagine they also That's what, bought a lot of their product at a huge right. discount. Right. And, and the name. Yeah. They'll use the name. They'll have a special line on a, on their website. Or they may just have a separate branding. Maybe. Uh, but doesn't sound like they're going to open the stores back up. So uh, that's a bummer. It was always a, it's always a fun. I always kind of like to go in there a little bit. It was always definitely a go-to when you needed to get someone a gift for Christmas or certain yep. people a gift on their birthday and you had no idea what you were going to get. You're like... I'm going in here, and I'm not leaving until I have this. They gift. had a very robust uh, gift registry system. Yeah, a lot of people were on it for weddings and baby showers and things like that. All right, so maybe if you have products though that you actually liked, maybe they'll show back up on. I mean, that might be the one saving yep. grace here is you might show back up on Overstock if there were certain specific things that you were looking for. All right, let's finish off the morning drive with number one. Ten day run of the. 2023 Lancaster County Super Fair kicking off today runs through August 12th. Thousands will be out there. A lot to see. 12 and under. General admission this year is free. Nice. All right. I've never gone. What do I need to do? What, what what's like? Go the, see the sharks. Yeah. What what's the must do out here at the Super uh, Fair? I'm looking at the daily free attractions. You got a BMX bike stunt show. You got the live shark encounter. Where they got a big tank and they got a shark swimming around in it. Okay. That's going on from today until... That's going on the whole time. You can go see that. Got the obviously the rides, the carnival. You got the petting zoo. You got your pony rides as well. These first four days, you got the family fun zone. Uh, you got the livestock animal shows and exhibits. Uh, you got historic train displays. And let's see. An upgraded beer garden experience. Updated beer garden experience. Strategic Air Command Museum and STEM encounter. The only thing I need for a beer garden experience is beer. <laughs> like, what, what, what are we upgrading here? Right, right, yeah, what is, I, I, I need a fenced off area and some alcohol. Okay. What are we doing? They've also got fair food, food vendors there. There's bar service under the shade tent seating. Okay. Free tailgate games in an all-new fun decorated environment. All right. The Silas Creek Band is playing tonight. The Honeytown Band is playing tomorrow night. AMFM. Uh, I know. Oh, AM, I like I, AMFM. I know AMFM. We got a, we got a friend in that one. Yeah. Uh, that they're playing the fifth. The Garage Band is playing Friday, August eleventh. 
and Lucas Minor Band, Band is playing Saturday, August 12th. So that's the free music series as well. You don't have to buy extra tickets to get into those concerts. Cool. So good deal. Good deal to have that all out there at Lancaster County Lancaster Event Center. All right, that's it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Making a catch of the 10, 5, that is a touchdown, Nebraska. Think 1,499.3 KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us again on a Thursday morning, August 3rd, 2023. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour of LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I'm Jack Mitchell. And boy, I just, I, I know you guys all probably know this before I did, I just looked out our front windows here, north facing the windows, and my goodness, is it foggy out there, and it's it's been dark, so I didn't notice that it was not foggy when I drove in three hours ago, but apparently it's fired up since then, so. I saw the Loch Ness Monster coming yeah. <laughs> out of a creek bed as I was driving. Yeah, yeah. well, it's been, it, it's like most of the windows I've looked out in houses and businesses have been fogged over because of the humidity outside over right. the course of the last uh, two weeks or so, so I'm, I'm kind of used to it here at this point, not being able to see very well. All right, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, those are the voices that you hear. They are the hosts of Grow Lincoln. Uh, you can do their regular show, their weekend show here at noon on KLIN, but you can hear them every Thursday at 810 with us talking about the new businesses, restaurants, retail, and other news that are happening in Lincoln. And we guys have a... Full food edition of your segment today, I understand. 100% all, food All today. restaurants all the time, which is uh, which is good. I think people are very, very interested in that. At least I always am. So why don't we jump into that? And Dave, we're going to start with, uh, with your neck of the woods in Lancaster County. We've got news in Hickman about the old, and I don't even know I can name all the places that it's been, originally 9 South Char Grill, right. and uh, Metal Grill, and then one other burger place. Juicy Lou's. Juicy Lou's. Temporarily. Didn't, didn't ever go to that one. Uh, but we have news on that building that you've probably seen in Hickman many times. Yes, if you drive into Hickman, most people will see it. It's on South 68th Street. Uh, the, the group that has Hacienda Real uh, at South Point and the Highlands are opening uh, Hacienda uh, Jalisco in Hickman. I believe that would be the way to pronounce it. 
uh, hoping to open in August. So they're they're shooting for them this month. Wow. Do we know why they didn't name it Hacienda Real? Is don't, it is it going to be a little I, bit different? That I don't know the answer to. I only just maybe saw they'll have li- divers who dive into a pool. <laughs> By as if we're going to Denver. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure. But what I do know is that it's people behind, as you said, Hacienda Real, and they for a while were just that location in South Point. They right. expanded to the north. They they've took exp- the old Carlos O'Kelly's location. Yeah, they got the old, and then they've expanded out to Omaha too. Oh, have so they? yeah, they've they've got. Um, it was earlier this year, and and I pulled up a story from the World Herald about it as well uh 78th and cast street uh was then the third location for hacienda real so they were in omaha as of let's see this was from may of this year so right there's a former site of an old chicago out there you know we all think of of lincoln restaurants that grew to other cities we think of valentino's and runza but i was trying to think the other day what other lincoln restaurants have started here and you can go. You can find them. Laszlo's is going to Omaha, right? Um, and I've been to the one in Omaha numerous yep, times. Laszlo's is going to Omaha. Uh, De Leon's has grown into basically a regional chain as hmm. well. You throw that one out there. I mean, they're in. They're in at least one other state. They're all the way in western Nebraska too. Um, I don't know. Help me, guys. What else am I forgetting? We, you know, we should put. We should do something on the Grow Lincoln Facebook page and have people contribute. The trick is to figure out: Did they actually start here, or did yeah. they start somewhere else? Those, and we all thought they started here. I think. Well, th- and this is something that we go through a lot. Amigos. With, I know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Amigos. Yeah. Amigos. I know these because we go through them for Munch Madness always, and it's yeah. kind of our definition. But yeah, Laszlo's Amigos, De Leon's, Runza, Valentino's. Trying to think, is there an well, Muchachos now is an Muchachos Omaha location. Is in Omaha, I, I believe. About that. Does Honest Abe's have a? I won't. Does Honest Abe's have a location I don't outside of Lincoln? Think so. I don't know if they do or not, no. but that would be maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's not it. But you know, if you we can post on Girl Lincoln. If you guys want to post on the, your Facebook or Twitter, and we'll collect some names. And this is Honest Yelp has an Honest Abe's at Seventy Second Street on Omaha. So really, yeah, hmm. yep. So. There you go. There you go. So some of them, I'm sure I'm still forgetting some other ones. Well, and you know, this is a kind of an economic point. When they do that, they're basically bringing dollars back into our city, you know, with the success that they're having. So it's always good when you can go outside the community and bring, you know, dollars back into Lincoln. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Let's uh, let's jump in to the other things that we've got here today. And we'll go to number two on the list as I pull it back up. I've been Googling so many things. I've got my list far away right now. Number two on the list, uh, Edgewood. Yes. Uh, speaking of runs, the old runs are there. Yeah. Um, yes, 56th and Highway 2 in the in the former runs a little drive through building. It's at the end of a strip center over by the theater. MMM Lumpia. Am I saying that right? Filipino American cuisine. Um, it's it's open. It, I noticed it. It must have just opened the other day and some people notified us on the Girl Lincoln page about that. It is not the same store that you see at the farmers markets like at College View or the Haymarket. And, you know, that other store tried a location up on North 27th up near the interstate, which didn't work out. So this is different. The family that owns this particular one. Okay. 
Uh, it says on their website right now, they do have a website that says, says our grand opening will be held after the new kitchen hood is installed until op- then open for takeout orders. Uh, fin- Filipino street vendor style is essentially is mm-hmm. what it says right now. So it goes back over a little of the territory that you had. But, yeah, that's um, that's what it is. Describe and, themselves as fast and affordable, uniquely delicious, and not your typical Asian food. Well, and a tip of hat to their competitor in the hay market and the farmer's market. I don't know that I've ever been to one of those things and not seen a long line. So you would think the right. storefront would work somewhere in Lincoln. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good. All right. Uh, other news that we've got, Dave, back to you. Now we're yes. going to go way to the north and go out to Fallbrook. Going out to Fallbrook, Schilling Bridge Restaurant closed. Schilling Brook. I believe it's Schilling Bridge. But oh, is it Bridge? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Bridge, uh, Brook, Water, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know what Schilling Brook is. I do know what Schilling Bridge is, though. Yes. Uh, it, it, they closed, uh, and Zipline Tap and Grill is opening a tap Ooh. room there. So uh, Bear Aficionados will be happy. Uh and they closed their place at 2100 Magnum Circle uh, while they're doing this. And just for people, that's not too far from West O Street. It's only about a block or two. Uh, and they did that in May. But they they have a beer hall and uh, village gardens in two locations in Omaha. So we have another one. There's another one that yeah went, went out to... Uh Omaha. Yeah, they just they put out a press release about a, a week ago. They said it'll feature innovative dishes curated by local chefs, giving customers a fresh take on familiar favorites as well as exciting new items to pair with their favorite beverage. So that is the that's the plan scheduled to open in early fall is what they said in the press release. Right. Um, also, my friend Pat Sangiano over at Lincoln Journal Star announced that Little Risky's is finally open at 4620 Bear. We kind of announced a few months ago. Yeah, that they that, were going to be doing this and remember seeing the building permit. Yeah, and and the history of that, there was a Risky's bar that was a university place. Uh, up I, at know. I was going to say, I'll oh, bet Jack I'm is very familiar, aware it's there was there. a bar there, Rob, and I, went, Anyone, I spent, I spent uh, East three campus. years on East Campus <laughs> yeah. In my early twenties, so yes, yeah, yeah. We the, had a graduation party for my son there. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. From Very nice. Wesleyan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that that closed. I'm, I don't know. Sad. A year ago, maybe. It's Sad. been a while. And this is not exactly the same thing, but it's a family member. I think it's a daughter who's, uh, you know, kind of did a take on the name. And so 4620 Bear Avenue is over in the roughly the 32nd and Superior. Correct. Yeah. area over there there's a little strip center there okay yeah and right next to them little caesar's pizza has opened so now you got pizza oh and gosh. beer so, in the so you've got bar. beer and pizza in the same place just a minute if there was if, if in circa 2001 if there was a hot and ready pizza place open at 1 a.m outside of riskies the the original riskies the amount of money, <laughs> the amount of my money that they they would have is shocking. <laughs> the, on the way out the door, holy cow. <laughs> this could be a marriage this, made yes, in heaven. Yes, here. it could have been then. I hope it is for them now, but I could tell you it could have been then. All right. So uh, the, the, the big trick is to find out how late 
Little Caesars. Yeah, I doubt they're open till one, but they probably should be. They should be. Yeah, but it'll be. It's later now, but it's two. Yeah, that's right. It's two now. It was one then. It's two now. Uh, All right, Five Guys Pizza news here. Five Guys Burgers. Five Guys. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry it says pizza on here. Five Guys. Yes, Burgers, the chain burgers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, Gateway. The one at Gateway is closed for good. we they still have their location at 27th and Pine Lake, which is kind of by the Super Saver. Which, by the way, that 27th Pine Lake area is the area that we have a lot of restaurants and a lot of people want to be in that location. So many restaurants. Uh, they had one downtown too. I assume yes, that's still did. open. Is that did that close? Now up that at some I don't point? know. I don't think so. When I looked at the website, um, I did not see downtown. Maybe I missed something, but I don't think. I had been to the one downtown a couple of times. I had, I had too. So, oh yeah, I clo- back in twenty. I have an article in twenty eighteen that they were closing. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So there you go, man. That was a big deal when they came into town. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was huge. Isn't that interesting? Like that was a super big deal when they first came into town. And I think the downtown one was their first location. And to this the best is, of, to the best I want to say memory, this is correct. 12, 13 years ago when they first came in. Like, that was a place that we would search out on trips in other places. You go to Kansas City or something, you would go there. Um, They'd have those sacks of, uh, was it sacks of potato? The, the, of the, they were peanuts. They had oh, peanuts. peanuts, yeah. That's what it was. Peanuts. They would have just tons of peanuts, and they still probably do at the one by South Point. But isn't it interesting how different the competition is, even for chains like that now, when they would come in, that is a much desired chain, and now it's kind of like, eh, you know, yeah. It's it, it's sort of the same thing. Like for years, when I was doing this show, when we would talk about restaurants, people wanted people would say they wanted a PF Chang's here, and maybe it would do well because there are some some of the chains that have come in here and do really well. But it's a, it's just a different level of competition now yes. with local places, and, and I think that's a good thing. And, but. and those larger restaurants like a. You know, the mm-hmm. size of a P.F. Chang have kind of fallen out of favor. Yeah, maybe that's it, uh, too. Recently. Yeah, you know. Ten- and then they, they were, Lincoln just was not big enough uh, for P.F. Chang's. I mean, our population wasn't what they were requesting, yeah. requiring. Yeah, Yeah. Ted Eshleman from our company and I were looking at the <laughs> restaurants that have opened and closed year to date. Um, virtually no chains this year. I mean, I, I'm thinking little... Caesars might have been the, like the only chain rest. There might have been one or two other ones, but um, yeah, we're mostly seeing locals that yeah. are opening yeah. this year and yep. closing. So interesting. We'll always look forward to seeing that here at the end of the year too, and hopefully some good news on that overall. Uh, all right, I think we got one more here, another downtown one. What news do we have? This is in the Telegraph District at Twenty First and N in the the building that the Lincoln Journal Star just moved to. Noonie's homemade fudge open has a sign that they plan to open this fall. So. Let's try All some right. fudge. Yes. I think they went into a former clothing store that had opened there and moved to South Point Mall. Well, that is consistent with a building permit that I saw that it said uh, homemade fudge store going in at 200 South 21st, which would be yep. the uh, yep, same location, $65,000 uh, building permit. 65000 And think how many pieces of fudge you have to sell. <laughs> <laughs> fudge peddling. Yeah, well, it'll be, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting more food down in that area. It's starting to develop kind of more of a character there with the businesses that are there in the Telegraph District. All right, uh, we will wrap it on that. Uh, Robin, this coming 
week. What do we uh, What do we need to know about the show and what you guys are doing this? They week? really mean it when they say there's no such thing as a free puppy. We're going to have Matt Macharo on from the uh, Capital Humane Society, selling homes in crisis situations such as sudden death, court order, structural disaster. Tammy Lambie from the Realtors Association of Lincoln, and theft prevention suggestions for business. Officer Chad Hine. Oh, Chad? Chad. Oh, man. That's too bad. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we appreciate uh, we appreciate it, guys. Hey, go to Grow Lincoln on Facebook or Twitter if you have a question about something that's going up, what it might be. Robin and Dave are always great at uh, responding, figuring it out if they don't know, and then getting it on our shows as well. So, guys, we'll see you next Thursday. All right? Have a good week. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. Robin Eshleman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team at 825. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Wherever you go, stay connected to the world around you. I get all the breaking news notifications, sports and traffic straight to my phone on the app. 1499.3 KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 72 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. It's 838. Uh, well, typically we'll have uh, Greg Sharp on during this time, and uh, we had we had a little time off the summer. We had him back last week, but uh, he is uh, he is on a trip right now that'll keep him absent this week and next week before we really sounds like a nice little trip. Yeah, before we get him uh, get him going here for the beginning of the season. But it, it's okay today because I've got something I want to talk about, Caleb, because I think the next. 48 hours are going to be yet another day where the landscape of college football is significantly shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been following the story, I guess you got to go back a few days to Colorado leaving the Pac-12 to become a part of the Big 12. That's I, I watched that Regents meeting. Like that that's where we're at is we've we're we're watching Regents meetings uh, again for for those of us in the the sports world and not necessarily academia. To, to find out what decisions they're making. I pulled up and, and watched the, the video conference of all these Colorado regents voting to leave the Pac-12 back to the Big 12. Right. That left the Big 12 with an uneven number of teams when you added one, and so most of the reporting was that they then would try and add either one more or three more to get to an even amount of teams in the conference. Meanwhile... The state of Arizona, it's not just the University of Arizona, but it's the state of Arizona uh, regents, which involves Arizona, Arizona State, and Northern Arizona State-run universities, uh, went into executive session yesterday and now has another meeting 
for tonight. Mm-hmm. It has been speculated slash quasi-reported that this is likely going to be at least Arizona, the University of Arizona, asking for permission from this board to apply for membership into the Big 12. If that happens, presumably these conferences already, these discussions have already happened with the Big 12 and they would be in. Now, there's also a lot of scuttlebutt that this is this board involved keeps uh, keeps tabs on Arizona State too, mm-hmm. so it very well could be both of them. If Arizona's gone, Arizona State's going to want to be gone too. They're going to want to stay with the in-state rivalry. They're affiliated, obviously, and so that is uh, that's part of the conversation. So you could have a situation by tonight where you have two more pillars falling from the Pac-12, and that'll mean in a year you've had USC, UCLA. Colorado, Arizona, potentially Arizona State, if that happens, mm-hmm. leaving seven. Yes. Right? Seven. And the Big 12 still needing one more team, mm-hmm. which a lot of people say could. Could be Utah. There are also other names out there that it could be. University of Connecticut is one, too. Yeah, the that's, UConn one just... It, that's been mentioned. It, um, it, it would make sense a little-ish in basketball if you're trying to just... but. They're so far off on their own. Yeah, there's not a football product. So if that happens, the viability of the Pac-12 is really, really in trouble. Yeah, even just the Arizona schools, even if it, even, even if, if it doesn't include Utah, right? Even if it's just two, you're down. I mean, you're at a point where you're down. You're the Pac-7 there. Yeah, Pac- Pac-7 at that point with with Utah in question. And who knows if other people are then going to say, hey, we're hightailing it somewhere else as well. Uh, namely, maybe Oregon and Washington. Well, yeah, a lot of smoke out of the Pacific Northwest with yeah. Oregon and Washington. So if you if you didn't see it yesterday, the other reports that came out were that the Big Ten, the Big Ten now is looking into what their next step might be and that there's at least been some flirtation going on between they and Oregon and Washington, and potentially also Stanford and Cal. Yes. And if the Pac-12 is falling anyway, those places are going to have to find, uh, all of the schools are going to have to find a place to go. Perhaps those two or those four would be some that the Big Ten would be interested in. I think that's down the road a bit. I think this Arizona, Arizona State, potentially Utah stuff to the Big 12 is imminent as in tonight, tomorrow, this weekend. Well, I think that that's also in the the Big Ten's messaging has been really weird this week because a year ago you get the you, you, like you get all the the USC UCLA stuff like after you, so you have Texas Oklahoma and then Nebraska or the Big Ten comes back with USC UCLA we we get all of that we go through this summer and then like the USC UCLA stuff already put the Pac-12 on a path of life support because everyone else in the league said they no longer have the LA market. They no longer have two of, if not their two biggest brands and their most historical brands. So there were, there was already issues within the Pac-12 and now the Big Ten's messaging this week is, well, we don't want to just go grab Oregon and Washington to we don't want to be the ones that ultimately end the Pac-12. That's that's what the thinking is. But and, and it's like you're you've already put it on on that path, but like you said, Oregon Washington, that is in a a holding pattern, even Stanford Cal, any of those 
on the Arizona schools right. because they're waiting to see if the Arizona schools don't go, the Pac-12 is going to try to regroup with nine, probably add like a what a San Diego State or something, get to ten and just just be Pac-10, figure it out from there, and try to just hold their head above water with a media deal, which sounds like it's awful with Apple anyway. Well, that's why the, that's and and between between USC and UCLA leaving. Colorado leaving and trying to get out before it crumbles on you, number one, and then seeing there's more money to be made in media deals in either the Big 12 or the Big 10 compared to what has been proposed. What's been proposed is basically a streaming deal. I I, I mean, I, can't, I don't even know if these numbers are contingent on subscriptions or not, but they're yes. talking something more like in the range of 20 to 25 million per school, to give you an example now of they, how that compares. With some of that, there was the as part of the presentation, because what the, the Big 12 is getting 30 million? Is, is that, that that's what the Big 12 I, I believe is. so. But they, and they would let people come in and invest, it would invest immediately, right. and it, the, the amount wouldn't go down. So for the Pac 12, they're looking at. 20 to 25 million for the Apple deal, but as part of the proposal, because it's based on how many subscriptions come in for that at that Apple add on for the, the pack nine or 10, mm-hmm. whatever they'll be at for that media contract, it could surpass big quotes could surpass what the big 12 is getting, but you have to get that many subscribers to come in for that deal to balance out yeah. for you to be making enough money there. Now, elsewhere, let's say Arizona, Arizona State, it does come out today or tomorrow, and they decide to join the Pac or the Big 12. And then the Big 10 goes ahead and says, Yeah, Oregon, Washington, you guys are jumping ship. We're, we're taking you. It's a little bit more complicated than, than they just come in and now they're getting the 70 million, 80 million. Yeah. Yeah, because, I don't think you can give that to Oregon and Washington if you're the Big Ten because guess what? It comes out of Nebraska and other schools. Receipts. And remember, then. Nebraska didn't get the the full no. share immediately. No, nor did Rutgers or Maryland. And so there is the precedent over this past little over a decade that you don't get the full share when you come in. But they broke the, it with USC and UCLA. I know, I know. But I, I think with with some of these others, it's either going to have to be a a lower share, slightly lower share, which I think they would absolutely take. You know, if you're Oregon and Washington and you say, I think it's unfair, but we're going to take it because we're getting $40 million now. The part that has to make any of these numbers work is most likely with this new media deal where you have Fox, NBC, and CBS, you have to go get ESPN again. You need a fourth media partner. Yeah, or, you, or a streamer, maybe, you know, something like that. Yeah, maybe you get a better deal with Apple. Right, like if if that's the if you know you're going to have more inventory that you need to get televised. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know that Apple is is willing to come to the table for what's left of the Pac-12, hey. and you can offer them a little bit more, yeah. As a as a consumer, as a fan, as someone trying to cover this, that's just another subscription, and that that kind of stinks. Maybe we ditch Big Ten Plus and we outsource it there. <laughs> Ooh. That'd be intriguing. Um, I don't. I, I don't. But I don't know if that could happen. But, but. You, you try to add up all of those numbers. But what is going to make a, a fourth media partner, whether it is ESPN, whether it's Apple, whether it's Amazon, whatever? You have to have your big brands willing to play in time slots that currently they're not willing to play. Mm-hmm. You have to have your Ohio State, your Penn State, your Michigan. I know Nebraska is willing, but guess what, guys? You might have to stay up for some more games to where 
they're kicking off on the on the West Coast, it might be ten o'clock here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ten o'clock on the East Coast for sure because that'd be a seven o'clock kickoff out west. They might get an eight o'clock kickoff out out in Washington, yeah. and then that means Nebraska. That's eight o'clock or that's ten o'clock here, guys. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably going to have those things with football. You'll probably have more Friday games than you already have, right? For your you've for got, for basketball, give inventory, yeah, right. and for for basketball, your midweek games probably going to be pretty late because that's now a window for all of these media partners to tap into that they didn't previously have and because you have that west coast with where that time zone is you have to have access to it and you have to have teams willing to play and your big brands have to play because they're not going to pay for it to be stanford cal and, and but but now they're in the big 10 they're going to pay for Stanford Cal as if it was just the Pac-12. Right. They have to have the Big Ten brands going out there and doing it. Now, as I hear all this happening, and I'm really curious what you think about this, Caleb, as as someone who is a track athlete, I see these conferences developing, and we're cruising toward a Big 12 with 18-20. We're cruising toward a Big Ten with 18-20. I don't know what's going to happen with the ACC. It does sound like at least Florida State is really interested in another option. Talk about messaging coming so, out of there. Wow. I mean, Not what, if, but when. What if the SEC decides to add, is, is able to add, and I know there's a lot of potential impediments to this, but just hypothetically, adds Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, whatever would be fits in the SEC. I mean, eventually we're looking at three or four conferences of 18 to 20 teams yep. in that range. Yep. Okay. Um, about uh, for the Power Five, what we used to call the Power Five, basically. And all of the conferences, maybe with the exception of the SEC, spread across the United States. Mm-hmm. These are conference games now Central Florida versus. Utah. Yeah, the SEC is going to be the only conference like true to its its region. Rutgers versus Oregon in mm-hmm. this scenario. These are conference games. Here's my prediction, Caleb. I think the non-football sports are going to get sick of this really quick, and I think this is eventually I think there's going to be another arrangement and I think these conferences, which aren't even conferences, all they are are conglomerates of schools put together for the purposes of media negotiation. That, yeah, that's what they are. They're that's media all they groups. are. I think that these are going to turn into football media negotiating entities, and there's going to be something else that happens. I don't know about basketball, but for sure the Olympic sports yeah. is my my guess. It depends on the sport, the way I see it. Because if you look at if you look at baseball, you want to try to be playing across your conference. That's how you decide a conference regular season champion. That's how you decide who goes to your conference tournament. You have to be playing those games. That's the same thing with basketball. I think basketball is in it because of the the way they can make money. If, if there were a, a split on where things were, basketball would go with football on staying with kind of this big group. But you might get more divisions based out of something. You you might see it look more like the NBA and the NFL, where you are part of this bigger group, but you've got your division. Then it starts to look a little bit, a little bit, not completely, a little bit like the like the old conferences yeah. where you had the Big Six or the Big Eight, right? Um, in the in the swag and everything else. But, I suppose but, if they get to that, maybe not as much. But, but yeah. for sports like mine, like track, like golf, like swimming, tennis, tennis, you get into those. Literally seeing your conference competition does not matter. Interesting. It does not matter. You 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 yeah. want you want to see them as much as you can during the regular season. You will build up and you will see them at conference 
and you'll see them at regionals and nationals. You, as, as a track athlete, there were, there were a number of times when I was in college that we went to meets that we had zero conference, zero conference teams there. Now we were a smaller school, so we were we were trying to go to Illinois and Ohio State and and Wisconsin and go to these bigger meets. Um, but if you're if you're in Nebraska, you're going to to these big meets. You're not trying to. You don't have to go to Wisconsin and Michigan and in Iowa for track meets. Like th- those are already here. You add someone on the West Coast. You don't necessarily have to go to Oregon. It would be nice because look at that facility and, and yeah, the, like like that type yeah. of thing. But like you don't necessarily have to go down to Los Angeles just because they're in the conference. You go and you find the meets that you want to go to that work within your budget, and you're going to see those teams anyway at conference and postseason. Yeah. So for for those types of sports where there's a little bit more individual aspect to it as opposed to the team aspect my concern becomes something like soccer like like those those sports where where you are team based and, and and it's not just an individual out there those are the ones that really get hurt by this more than the ones that have a, a team scoring aspect but it's very individual yeah well, volleyball volleyball right uh, yeah, how you you already look at how hard it is to win the the Big Ten and some of the scheduling differences because you try to get around and play everybody. You only get a couple of them home and away. You got a twenty team league, right? That, that's a lot of games from a fan's perspective, and for some, I admit this is some level of romanticism about how college football and conferences quote used to be. I wish they would just hurry up and get there to having three three or four, whichever it is, three or four super conferences of 18 to 25 schools, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and then at which point you've got to do what you were saying and completely regionalize each one, because in football at least, because you're not playing 24 conference games. Yeah. So you're essentially probably dividing them into pods or or multiple divisions. You've got Big Ten West, Big Ten Central, Big Ten East. Yeah, or maybe more. Maybe more than that. If you've got 24 teams, you're maybe breaking them into six groups of four. Right. Or four groups of six. Yeah. Um, And and then that basically becomes then your conference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, for the purposes of scheduling, which is the main thing we knew conferences for back in the day, you, that's basically what it is, even though it's a larger media rights negotiating group. Mm-hmm. There's a new, so there's basically a new layer, right? There's instead of conference, non conference, you're now going to have pod conference, uh, non conference. Yeah. Essentially. Exactly. For the purposes of scheduling. And I, th- when they get to that, I think it'll be okay. It's just the years in between. Next year's going to be, or next year, not this year, but the year coming in 2024, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous, and I don't know how many years of that you're going to have. Well, and, and because of the grant of rights, as, as we got to get to a break, with that way everything works for the ACC, unless it crumbles and that grant of right just goes away in the next couple of years, we still have a decade left yeah. before anything starts to fall out with the ACC. I think something will happen with that. I think I so, think too. they'll find out way, figure out a way to get rid of it or to just pay up if they need to. Yeah. So. All right, there you go. That's a little bit of what to expect in the implications over the course of the next few days, weeks, and months. 8 5 we'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the Thursday show. 
We are back tomorrow for Request Line Friday. Uh, first time Caleb and I have been together with our regular routine for Request Line Friday in quite some time, and so look forward to that. And the theme, if you haven't heard it, is inspired by last week's boxing match involving Omaha's Bud Crawford. It doesn't matter if you're a boxing fan or not. Uh, but if you didn't know, he walked into the ring with the rapper Eminem behind him playing Lose Yourself by Eminem. And so we said, if you're walking into the ring or walking into some big event for yourself and you could have one song playing and that artist walking with you to provide moral support and look cool, what song and what artist would that be? Text that into us right now or as soon as you know at 402-479-1400. And we're going to have a lot of fun with this one tomorrow, I think, Caleb. Uh, this afternoon on Dan Parsons' show... You are going to hear from not only Jeff Mall, but also Matt Anderson from the Branch Stoke Observatory. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, on KLI and Lincoln.